Good morning. It's humbling to sit in the back and see all those heads bowed. And I trust you've all been praying for the word, not just for me, but for the word. Seems like, I don't know, the, the heads-ups are getting shorter and cl- shorter than what they used to be, but, um, you know, we should always be ready to share the truth, the hope that lieth within us, shouldn't we? I had this feeling that it would be my turn this Sunday, but I, it was never just for sure. Went to bed last night. There's something special going on today that I don't know about. Through the night, my phone went off, I think, three times. And every time I, it woke me up, I, oh, I'll bet that was Dan. I got up this morning, and it wasn't. None of them. There's something special going on today. There is something special going on today, isn't there? We're trusting that the Holy Spirit is here, and he's going to do a mighty work through a weak man. Because I'm, I'm empty. You know, last Sunday, Sam got up here and he asked a question. I think him and I both every Sunday. Why is this so hard? And... um I had to do some really soul, deep soul searching this week about that question. Why is it so hard? I, I want to know why it is. You know, there, there's that element of pride. It's very real. There's the element of not knowing the scripture well enough to speak on it. That's very real with me. There's that element of that not being my my thing. That's not my my calling. I don't know. And and that's a real thing. You know it was amazing to me the thing that it really struck me this week. And it, the way God showed that to me, it was amazing. There was a conversation I had in this week, early on in the week, with one of you. And that concept of being a hypocrite was brought up. I had another conversation with another one of you this week. And that same exact thing was brought up. Concept of being a hypocrite. And you know, I was flipping through the Bible this week later on after all that and looking for something, and, and there's something in Matthew 23 just jumped out at me. When I see, go through that and see that in words, whoa, the words of our Christ saying, whoa, you scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites. It just jumped out at me. 
hypocrites. That's what it is. The fear of being a hypocrite, that is why it's so hard to stand here before you all. You know, when Jesus was telling, whoa, you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. They didn't recognize that they were being hypocrites. The one thing that was so encouraging to me is the conversations I had with the two of you here. You recognize it. It's important. We cannot be hypocrites. Another something else we talked about this week about these evangelists that speak on the radio. If I was a talented speaker and I could get on a radio program and speak truths, there's people that know the truth, they're very well versed, and you didn't know me, you'd never know what my life was like, you'd never know I was a hypocrite. We can do that. We can isolate ourselves from the world. We can know God's word. We can be prominent speakers, we can, but if our life is not matching up to what we're saying, woe unto us. You know, the special thing about all of us, our brotherhood here, is you know me. You're getting to know my life. So what I'm saying, you know whether I'm living it or not. And that makes it harder. I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I have a choice. When I struggle with that, I can shut up and not speak. I can just sit down and refuse. I got that text message this morning from Dan. He says, asking me if I'm willing. You know, it reminded me of a, I read an article in a paper, a local man got a call from the governor of the state asking if he would serve in a certain capacity, and he said, his comment was, how do you tell the governor no? How do I tell a man of God no? How do I tell Jesus no? And he puts it on our heart to preach the word, share the word. And if I'm being a hypocrite, I better change my life. That struck me this week. I, it's not, God's never called us to shut up, to sit down, be quiet, don't share my word. Change your life. So I trust if there's any time that I'm saying anything that you see in my life as being a hypocrite, then you'll share that with me. It's not comfortable being up here. If that's what God wants me to do today, I want to do it. There's been a number of times I've flat, flat out told God, I'm yours, use me. It's uncomfortable. But I want to be hot or cold. I don't want to be lukewarm in that comfortable spot all the time. So...
Now that I've, I think I realize what it is, it's so uncomfortable. I hope I don't have to share with you every, every time I get up here how uncomfortable it is. That it, you know, though there's a many variety of things why it is, the thing that's right now where I'm at in my life, it's that fear of being a hypocrite. And the Lord's saying, whoa, Kevin, ye hypocrite. You say this and you do this. I've opened the word here to um, 2 Samuel, chapter 15. We'll just start at verse 1. It says, And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and fifty men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so, that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. Absalom said moreover, O that I were made judge in the land, that every man which hath any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. And it was so that when any man came nigh to him to do him obedience, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. And it came to pass after forty years that Absalom said unto the king, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. For thy servant vowed a vow while I abode in Geshur and Syria saying, If the Lord shall bring me again indeed to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. And the king said unto him, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as ye hear the sound of the trumpet, then ye, sh then ye shall say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. And when Absalom went, And when Absalom went, 200 men out of Jerusalem that were called, and they went in their simplicity, and they knew not anything. And Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Gilonite, David's counselor, from his city, even from Gilo, while he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Absalom. We'll stop right there. How about 159? Let's all kneel and pray. Oh Lord, 
Dear Heavenly Father, hallowed be thy name. Lord, we stand before you here. We kneel before you here, Lord, this morning, collectively, as a group, Father. I trust we've all come with a sincere desire to hear from you today, Lord. Lord, I, I pray that it would not just be a, a day of dry bones. Lord, I pray that we could be redeeming the time, Lord, that you would be here and speak to us. And Lord, there seems to be a sense of urgency, Lord, to Lord, if there's something you need to share with us or teach us, we could say, here I am, here am I, Lord, use me. Lord, we just sang the song. One of the verses was, let your whole life be an offering. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that this could be our heart. Lord, that we could be completely surrendered to you. That we could have fruit that could be become perfect, Lord. Lord, I feel like so many times just a small little budding grape. And I look forward to that day, Lord, when I become perfect. And I sure de- everyone here has that desire to be made whole someday, made perfect. So Lord, work in us, use us. Lord, I pray thy Holy Spirit here. Lord, stir in each one of our hearts here. Lord, I know that in one message you can speak to many souls in a different way. In a different, all the different places we are in life. You're a mighty and an awesome Godfather. And we just ask you to be here and it's in thy name we pray. Amen. I have Romans chapter 10. Um, we'll start at verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon, his, that, unto all that call upon him. 
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him if of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold, and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel he saith, All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. In our first reading here, we was reading about um, Absalom. And how he sought to seek the hearts of the people of Israel. And what struck me is, Shouldn't we all desire to, to seek the hearts of those people that we rub shoulders with, with, that we work with, that we whatever, for the right things? Absalom was seeking it for selfish reasons. He wanted to, he wanted to be a judge. He wanted to have that power. That He wanted to use it to trust of the people in a bad way. Absalom said moreover, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man which hath any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. He brought forth, he, he, he deceived, he, he, he wanted to do something. And I don't know, maybe he had good intentions. But it, the pride came in and got a hold of him. And now how often do we, do we have every good intention And then pride comes in. We heard a lot last week about pride and humility. Those three, those three 
three-headed that three-headed monster of pride. I had to think a lot about that this week too. As Sam shared it, there was he went through those three, and there's one that just stood out that yeah, I, I can see that in my life. But as I thought more about them, I think all three of them I have to struggle with. How did we do this week? Did we think about that? I thought about it a lot. There again, it kind of goes along with the concept of being a hypocrite too. Pride and hypocrisy, I think, go together hand in hand. I think that's what happened to Absalom. Pride was his downfall. And then we come to Romans. There's a lot of teaching here about just, it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We know that our righteousness is not just as filthy rags, don't we? We know in our heart that God calls us to righteousness. And then whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. What does that look like, believing on him? We hear a lot of people say today, I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. But are they ashamed? Is that a a true sign of how we, if we believe in Jesus, are we willing to, to share the truth about Jesus, what he's done for us, what he can do for others? Does our life show it, share it, whenever, however we live our lives? Are we being a hypocrite? Are we saying things and not doing them? On the other hand, are we living a life and too ashamed to share it of the hope that lieth within us. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? All we got to do is call out in the name of the Lord and we shall be saved. How easy that is just to take that one verse, open the gates wide, and everybody can just funnel right into the kingdom of heaven. All you got to do is call in the name of the Lord. Just say, I believe. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So when, we, when our lives do not line up exactly to God's word, should we shut up? 
We need preachers. We need teachers, don't we? We need people. We need brothers and sisters to come alongside us and encourage us and to point out things in our life that we need to strengthen, we need to change. There is a time to be quiet. In Ecclesiastics, it says there's a time, there's a season, and there's a time for everything. But when it comes to preaching the word of God and sharing with others of that hope that lieth within us, I don't think we should be shutting up. We should not be ashamed. We should not be quiet. Keep it to ourselves. There are many who have heard the word. The word is out there. It's available. It's on the radios. It's on the televisions. It's so available. It's there for everybody to hear. In verse 16 it says, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. They have heard the word. We hear the word. We have access to it over and over. We need to be careful what we're listening to. Just because it's a, it's a picture of the gospel. They, it's, whether it's music, whether it's a message, a sermon, it can be portrayed as a, a message of the gospel, but we have to be careful. I truly believe that we can, we can hide from those that we share the message. We can isolate ourselves. We can be living in all kinds of worldly pleasures, possibly sin. And still preaching that message, and you'd never know if I if I was uh, if I would just be secluding myself from everybody. There's a lot of messages that are preached. Come, thought that comes to my mind is, uh, they're wolves with sheep's clothing. And they have, there's a way of just a little bit, just a one little bit of a of an agenda to twist the minds of people. It can all sound good. It can look good. It can be painted as a pretty picture. And it can draw us in. We need to be careful what we're listening to. Are they obeying the gospel? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words went unto the ends of the world. The, the word is everywhere. And that word should provoke us unto good works, unto love and good works. If this word, if hearing the word preach provokes you into anger, It's the true word of God. We better be searching our souls, or searching our hearts. Why? That provokes us into anger. I've been there. 
There's many a times I went to Thursday night Bible studies and heard that word and it was, it cut hard. And that's good. If it's provoking us unto good works, that we recognize and we realize that when we hear the word preached, And it hurts that we better be changing our life. It's so tempting. The flesh just wants to, I know it is for me. I want to just shut up. It's easier to be quiet so that nobody has anything to judge me by. That concept of being judged has been made a a bad thing. We've heard it over and over in our in don't judge me. Don't judge me. But shouldn't we invite that to, from our brothers and sisters, from our from those around us to uh to judge us? If we have the fruit that uh, uh, that's unto righteousness and salvation. And judge. Even if it's not, even if we have fruit that is not good, judge me. Tell me. Because in the, if we're preaching the word and it's not lining up, it's just dry bones, like a tinkling cymbal. Last verse says, But to Israel he saith all day long, I have stretched forth my hand into a disobedient and gainsaying people. He never quits. He, just because we're not in a place where we know we should be, and I think we all know if there's areas in our life we need to work on and change. But God's hand is still stretching forth, reaching out, asking us to come. I heard a saying this week, you know, that God calls us to come just as we are. And I think that's a true saying. How else can we come just as we are? But we can't stay there. I think many people use that, come just as you are, and stay just as you are. But that's the difference. Come just as you are. We need to be made into the likeness of Christ. Christ will never give up on us. He'll never let us there. We have a choice to decide whether we want to or not to, to make that change, to reach out and ask him to fall on our face and plead with him to grant us the grace, the help that we need to lay down our life, give up those areas in our life that need to be changed no matter how hard it is, and ask him to have his way with us, no matter what. I truly believe that if we don't, 
is going to be so hard, impossible, to enter into that straight and narrow gate that he calls us to look for, to search for, to find. I really appreciate the word today. I was really, it was all I could do not to be amening before Kevin even opened up the Bible. I thought he had a wonderful message before he even opened up. You know, he talked a lot about hypocrisy. <clears throat> and how uh, how that is a, a huge offense to to Christ. We we gotta really we really gotta protect ourselves from that. We gotta really be who we say we are. I can give a wholeheartedly amen to that. The other day I was driving down the road and I passed a string of Amish buggies and it was a bunch of young folks. And yeah, it it just just it was just really weird to see see them in that modest dress, but they're hanging off the buggies with beer cans and this little blonde Amish girl holding a beer, couldn't even hardly stay in the buggy, and they threw their trash out in the road, and I just turned around. I just couldn't take it. I just turned around, I stopped, stopped them. I told them to go pick up their trash. And then I went on. <clears throat> yeah, they probably really didn't know what was going on. I asked them who their parents were, and they didn't even know who their parents were. I said, you don't know who your parents were? And then I began to, I guess I gave them a little sermon. I said, I don't get this. You dress like this. People look up at you. People go, come here and look at the Amish, and they look at, at who you are and how you're dressed, and this is, this is how you are, what you're doing here. You're drinking, throwing your trash all out in the road, and yet you dress like this. I I probably didn't make any sense to him at all. And I you know what? That's them. Who I who I guess Kevin was talking to would be us. And so you know for me it was just uh it was just nice to hear that that we have to be who we say we are. And that ain't just for the public. It is for the public. It's forever it's it's if we if we actually are doing what we're preaching, what we're hearing, it is for the public, but it's really for us. We're not going to make it into, we're not, gonna, we're not on that straight and narrow way if we're not living what we're saying. So I, I just want to say a wholeheartedly amen to the message today, and thank you.